1: Welcome to Thursday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host, Craig Fowler, and for the first time in quite some time, I think it would have to be, I am joined in person by Craig G. Telfer and Sean McGuigan. Hello there. Hi. Hey, guys. When was the last time? When was the last time we done this? Because Telfer, I know you've been itching for it, so I was wondering if you actually knew when the last time we properly got together, the three of us. I can't think. It must have been, it might have even been pre-pandemic.
2: Uh, no, nah, we have not done one since then. It's certainly not been this season. I, I thought we might have done one last season, but the three of us, aye, because I'm sure we had the almost exact same conversation
0: about the fact that it was the first one we'd done post pandemic. Be someone listening as how oh great listening to these cunts talk for five minutes about the last time they saw each other, just hitting the thirty second button interminably.
2: <laughs> Uh, wishing I could hear you talk about shaving your testicles or something. Oh,
0: no, those are the worst adverts of all time. Never before have I reached to get my phone out of my pocket that, that, when that Craig a Fowler starts. You can just imagine Craig Fowler with a hand mirror like shoved <laughs> under his arsehole with a Gillette. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell for a Manscaped you don't need
1: Gillette. That's
0: Manscaped. Does right, so well, it's... you still your hand mirror. though. <laughs> <laughs> Not
2: necessarily. <laughs> talking, about, uh, talking about hair sculpt thing. I was... Uh, I was interested in how you decided to to celebrate Christmas Day to offer by straightening your hair. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) I I decided, I've been thinking about it for a wee while, and I thought, well, I want to straighten my hair to see what it looks like. Because I used to do it a lot of the time, uh, when I was particularly in my (coughs) uh, teens and early 20s. I thought, I'm I'm a a straight hair kind of guy. It was a style at the time. But uh, I very quickly realised, having straightened my hair on Christmas Day, prior to going down to see my mother and and her side of the family, I made a terrible mistake. Because I looked fucking terrible. (laughs) I looked really, really bad.
2: Well, as uh, if the if the look you were going for was Adam Sandler
0: and Little Nicky, then, <laughs> then it was a roaring success. If not, then then yes, it was a mistake. I did a look sort of like very much like young Justin Bieber, you know, but, but like young Justin Bieber had never grown up like a, a, a man who wants to be <laughs> like young Justin Bieber. Uh, it's no, nah, nah, It's the it's the first and last time I'll try that. Is actually when I walked into the house, my brother went like, "What the fuck?" And that's the first thing he said in front of his young daughter. And he took it, and it was like, and, and my brother's uh, wife to be, he's like, "Why are you doing with your here, Craig?" I was like, "I'm just trying something out." And my brother said, "Don't." So that's my uh, brother that's, said, "Don't." Yeah, that's So that's the last. That's the last time I, I'll, I'll try it. I put a picture of myself up online uh, on, on Instagram, and I was belittled and mocked. <laughs> I'm now. I'm now trying to imagine a, a body swap
2: comedy where a young Justin Bieber somehow swaps bodies with a kind of middle-aged Craig Telfer. Oh, i would be With, an absolute, a, with hilarious. I mean, uh, consequences. It'd
0: be great for me. I'm thinking all the ass I'd get, but it'd be absolutely terrible for him. M- marooned in his flat in Glasgow, and nobody to hang about with. Sometimes play FIFA Career Mode, where you've made yourself. I mean, while well, I'm smashing ass, and he's just uh, he's just eating loads of bags of salt and
1: vinegar crisps. Yeah, I'd be absolutely dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. great for me, terrible for him. How do you think he would do as a host on the A View for the Terrace?
0: On the View for the Terrace, um poor. I think that that's uh, that that'd be the one thing when he realize when 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 you know the bit when they realise, hey listen, things things aren't so so good, you know, sometimes it's okay to be yourself when he has to host a view from the terrace and flounders badly. Somebody asked him a question about still on Albion and he can't answer it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to I'm trying to have sex and I can't do
1: it. So like I'm de- I'm, I'm desperate to go back to what it's like to to be myself. You get you get booed off stage at a sold out show somewhere. That is, was like that's a hundred like, quid a ticket. I'm
0: trying to do my own version of Yummy, uh, and it it's floundering badly. So yeah, but it's an, it's an interesting idea for a film. Man, perhaps pitch it to uh, the the guys at um, I don't Miramax if they're I thought Dr. they meant, meant Jonathan
1: and andy something. There's an idea. Right, oh, uh, now up. I've got an idea. It's a little ambitious, mm-hmm. but hear a, me out.
0: I hear me out. It's uh, Justin Bieber says he's on board. they will be like, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sent him a message on Instagram. Yeah, he he did say no. Uh, he, he did say no. He says it's a. He says it's a really interesting idea. So yeah, that's that's where we are. But uh, enough about me. How were your respective Christmases? Um, ugh, mine Lo- was lonely. Sorry? Lonely. Lo- uh, yeah, a bit lonely. A bit,
1: bit, bit of time but, for re- a bit of reflection. A bit, bit sad and lonely. But yeah. also, it was uh, it was just annoying as well, because I was ill over Christmas. Oh, right. First time. Fenereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Uh, good, no. good to you, good to you're taking care of yourself. Yes, uh, you need uh, yeah uh, men's physical health, yeah. thought, as well as men's mental health. Strap it up. Yes. Um... <laughs> No, I had, uh, I just had uh, this cold or flu that's been going around and mm. I had it for like a week and mm-hmm. Christmas Day especially, <laughs> I was just absolutely floored, I was mm-hmm. knackered. Yeah. I had to like properly just tan the whiskeys to drink through it and have a, have a decent time in the end. I saw on Twitter, you said, listen, I've been up. That means one thing: time
0: to get absolutely steaming. And I quite like when it comes to it comes to drink or some kind of drugs, you behave like a sort of fifteen year old who's been given their first their first bottle of beer yes. from their dad, who wants to say, "Listen, I don't mind. Listen, I don't want you drinking, but you can have a drink as long as I can supervise you and look after you." That's a sort of vibe you give off. But you're thirty six now. <laughs> is it not? Is it not time to just? You don't need to brag about how
1: much you how much you, you drinking, how much you ingest. Um, this this is I I spent. Several thousand uh, pounds, uh, kind of talking about this thing in therapy over the last year. I could have just saved the money and just talked to you instead. Yeah, I, I would, uh, and what I done, I would have written it down
0: and texted all to Sean. <laughs> and we had a, <laughs> Sean and I, we had a, a really, really good laugh
1: at, at, at your expense. Uh, you do have that kind of bullying vibe, Telford. I,
0: I, I do not. For a listen, uh, I, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> They say that about bullies, isn't it? People who are bullied themselves uh, going to become bullies, did they? They say, they say that. What who, I'm doing? Who, who says it? Well, what I'm doing just now is, I'm an uh, anticipation for the new series of Waterloo Road coming back. I'm rewatching every single episode of Waterloo Road that's in the BBC iPlayer. There's about ten seasons worth of stuff in there. Great. Uh, yeah, oh no, it is. It's good, and I'm learning a lot about um, about about bullies mm-hmm. and a lot about. Um so, 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 Sociological stuff And how and why things work So it's very interesting And but yet Despite the fact What you said <coughs> fella, I can't see any of myself In what you're describing You're, you're holding up a mirror To the wrong person
2: I, I didn't realise that, that Waterloo Road Was like a A, a kind of documentary I, I thought it was just a, a made
0: up drama Yeah well there's elements Of real life That are in drama I mean you, you watch A lot of films don't you yes. you'll, you'll know that, that, that Not everything's based, based on, on true events yeah. events yeah not everything's Based on true events No, no, no. The, fi- the film Alien Have you seen that? <laughs> Yes, I have. I've seen both. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't think that was a documentary. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But um, it's good. It's good to get a chance to check in on each other. I mean, not that we were doing it purposely, but Sean and I on the last time he and I spoke, uh, I think it was a fortnight ago, we talked for about twenty five minutes before getting onto the football. And the funny thing was, there was a guy who posted up on Twitter saying like, "This podcast is." I mean, I actually, had to read the whole tweet, I thought he was saying this is fucking terrible. But he said, "He said this podcast is brilliant if you don't know anything about." Uh, like, like, if you, if you, if you, the person you'd recommend this podcast, some doesn't w- doesn't listen to football. Playing the first twenty minutes of this podcast, like, well, we don't talk about football <laughs> for the first the first twenty minutes, so it's hardly going to hook you in. You'll
1: yeah. know, know a lot. about Cody twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah. He say he's he's back in the news. I saw, yeah. I saw. I think we were responsible for that. Or you I guys were responsible
2: I, for it? I don't think that's a coincidence. I think our discussion kept him in the uh, or brought him back into the spotlight. I suppose. Mm, I knew that. Uh, well,
1: he's still not been apprehended, so.
2: A $5 million reward, I think, for uh, information
0: leading to his capture. You know what, Fowler? I think if you have a wank in the end of your street, that'll that'll uh, bait him. <laughs> <laughs> that'll manifest
1: him. <laughs> oh, dearie. I, I don't have a like. I don't I have no like whatsoever to well, go for that. the fa- 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 three Scottish lower league games from the I, past week. Speaking about absolute wine, league Scottish football. Hey, that's better. That's better. I did have one earlier, uh, but we kept on talking. I was going to say doesn't. Know, just, Justin Bieber doesn't know much about Sterling Albion, and I was going to say, but we do. Even though we're not actually talking about them today, but we're talking about three games from the lower leagues, which took place. Two of them took place last Friday, and the other one took place last Saturday. That's crazy, isn't it? It feels like these games took part like in a in a different year almost like these games
0: but it just feels like when you get to this part of the year that the days and it's all seem to it's meaningless to, to merge against yeah. someone amorphous, a, 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 a big blob what was i trying to say amorphous blob isn't
1: that the word I'm yeah, looking for yeah I think it is. A big amorphous blob the days it, the days merge into one big amorphous blob it, uh, it doesn't help that the days themselves aren't very long like no it's only sunlight for about five hours no. I've,
0: uh, I don't
2: think I've ever heard the word amorphous blob ever and now I've heard it well, three times in, in less than thirty seconds. But it's
0: true, unless I mean, if you're if you're off your work at the moment, I'm certainly off work at the moment. Um, then you've you just nothing to look forward to. Just well, just just waking up late and going to bed late. Mm. It's brilliant. I feel I feel like um, uh, I feel like a docker at the, at the moment, <laughs> or a, an, an
2: offshore worker, but they're on their. Are,
0: are three weeks off. Oh yeah, What's, I'm saying the the people who I know go offshore. It just be just drugs, isn't it? That's all they do. They just go. They've mm. got loads of money. And they just they just just uh, just buy lots of uh, lots of drugs and just go wild. They deserve it though because they need to go in a lot of helicopters. Always seems quite unsafe. Right, I, I, right. So that's so your reward for for a helicopter is a key of coke is that the is that what you call it, Fowler? You know the terms more better than I do. Yeah, yeah that could be a term. Okay, so you get you get off it. There's a wee bump for you. <laughs> hey.
2: I, I I don't know. I was just meaning it's similar to, to hmm? an offshore worker being off for a few weeks.
0: No, that's, that's fine, Fowler. You you you're a glance at the time there. Uh, I presume you want to start talking about the football. You so gonna, are, the, you in are, in hurry, are you in, in a hurry? To you, to
1: you in tonight, Fowler? Um, you got somewhere to be? <laughs> Possibly. Okay. All right. Very often. I'm on my way uptown I'm going to meet somebody oh, alright cool. right. what's his name? <laughs> Steve right well should we should begin to the Scottish Championship with the game that took place at Starks Park just showing off in front of you Wraith <laughs> Rovers 2 Greenock Morton 2 In a game in which all the goals came in the first half and it was a really good laugh because there was some absolutely abysmal defending from both teams and abysmal goalkeeping as well. There there will be no... uh, So I I watched the bulk of the
2: available highlights from that weekend available and I never saw a game with such a a cavalcade (laughs) of disastrous goals. But funny, which is the main Mm -hmm. thing, uh, I I suppose Wraith fans probably would have... Probably would argue that if either of their first choice goalkeepers had been available, then they might have won this game. But we have now reached the uh, one of my favourite stages of any season. And that's when Ray Rover's running the keepers. He <laughs> <laughs> he somebody, called, somebody called
0: Andy McNeil
2: <laughs> as well. Let's come back to, to absolutely terrify See, you. I was trying to think how many games. So like Robbie Thompson has been a backup keeper for since the since he won promotion to to the championship. I think it was that point to send Jimmy McDonald to McDonald for last season of league one. Doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. But for Two and a bit seasons now. Robbie Thompson has has barely been called on. He's played certainly low single figures. But see when it was announced about six or seven weeks ago that he had broken his hand, I was like, right, you can count in <laughs> hours when Jimmy McDonald picks up his injury. And he was he hardly showed us he was unavailable for the challenge cup tie recently against Morton. So McNeil came in for that one, no backup keeper. McNeil was pretty good actually, reasonably solid, a couple of nervy moments couple of good saves and saved two penalties, I think, against Adbroath. He was man of the match against Morton in the Challenge Cup. He was man of the match against Adbroath in the league game. I'll be honest, I wasn't quite as impressed on him in that game. He had a good save, but that good save came in the back of him making an error. He should mm. really have gathered in the first one uh, and, but to be fair, made up for it. But it was the, the good save came in the back of an error from him. He looked a bag of nerves uh, against, against Morton. I thought he was... Well, badly at fault for the first one. I thought it could have done better for the Mm. second one. But how? mm, I I thought it could have
1: done. Uh, The second one is just a novel approach to defending a set piece and that nobody
2: wants to touch it. Nobody moved. No no defenders moved. The keeper didn't move. To be fair, he wasn't the only goalkeeper that that made an error because that first goal where Wraith took a corner, Brian Schwacky, who I really rated uh, in in League 2, he comes out, punches the ball. He somehow manages to
1: punch it down and behind and just literally punches it straight at his own net. Mm-hmm. A, a, a bizarre goal. Yeah, for the original angle, I did wonder if it was a foul on the goalkeeper just because of the body shape that he threw. I thought, well, surely he had a bump there. And then you see the replays, and especially the replay behind the goal. No. It I was, I was, just I was, takes the weirdest angle to attack the, it. The,
0: the, the, the angle from behind the goal is very interesting because a straightforward corner comes on. he comes out to punch it, and I've absolutely no idea how, how you would be able to connect with the ball like that to send it in that direction simultaneously down and behind you. It must have hit the outside of his hand, like at a wrong angle. I, I don't know. It's almost like you put backspin on it
2: or something. I, I mm-hmm. could, so what I was so I was behind the other goals and I presumed
0: I presume that somebody had got a touch. Because Tom Lang was credited with the goal, that's the stadium announcer gave it to Lang.
1: Aye. Uh, I, I I was to only, the stadium <coughs> announcer did kind of say it like, let's give that one <laughs> to
0: Tom Lang. To be fair, I've been in that position myself when I was doing the Tannoy for Stenhouse Muir. When it's a, an own goal, it's fairy because you don't want to say, and goal for the Warriors, own goal, like that.
1: So you just sort of are kindly, you, kindly you, give it to the, the, the last any player that, that took the touch. Are for you allowed it. to say that? I wondered. Are you allowed to say own goal? Because I've never heard i I've never heard a stadium announcer say. It's a scorer. It's an own goal. They just either say it's a goal and don't say anybody, or they like they do what you said, credit the nearest player.
0: Sometimes it's very obvious. You just say own goal, right? But I mean, I, but that's it. but you're 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 caught up in the moment. You're confused. Sometimes you don't necessarily have your thinking cap on. Mm. I don't think it's fun, particularly if you're in a position of privilege, like the stadium announcer at Stenhouse-Muir. I don't think it's fun to punch down the way.
1: And I suppose as well, it's if you're a stadium announcer, often you can be bailed out by looking to see who's celebrating, basically who's who's running off, who's getting chased by all his teammates if it's kind of at some point but if it's an OG where everybody just kind of splits off and nobody seems to celebrate mm. with each other you must be like eh. yeah just give it to the, just shout
0: the, the the person who was closest to the incident from happening yeah but it was, it was, that was really bad And I think that Morton's sorry Wraith Rover's second goal as well which came just two minutes later that was also bad defending I think that Effie Ambrose wasn't his best game that he had no. for, for, for Morton it's a basically it's a ball that's played down from from the right wing. He misjudges his header, which in turn puts unbalances Jack Baird. It throws him off balance and the ball seems to bounce off his pelvis right into the path of Aidan Connolly. It's actually a very Good well ta- it's a very very well taken finish. But that's uh that that was a mistake as well. It just seemed to be this game like some interesting moments but all of them came down from individual mistakes. But even at that point because I actually thought that for the first so I think Ray scored after
2: 20 minutes. Morton had been the best team but for me, up until that point, and Rafe are really, really looking to be what, to be tuning
0: up. What the, about Cammy Blues' miss? My in the goodness, in thirty seconds. Uh, have
2: you have you watched the uh, have you watched this back Fowler? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The I mean, I I thought that Cammy Blues' miss was up there with Jason Cummings if somebody, I remember about 5 or 6 years ago.
1: Somebody put that, I know, because I, I read the pile and Bovril forum of it before I watched the highlights and so I was ready for the for the miss. It's not as bad as Cummings It's definitely not as bad. As I don't Cummins.
2: know, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was fizzed in as as quickly as as Cummings. But there's uh, definitely
1: because, somebody in the somebody in the forum said that the, there's no goalkeeper. There is a goalkeeper. But with the Cummins one, there was no goalkeeper. He was all on his own at the back no, post. No, McNeil, was already, McNeil was already out of the equation because the ball had passed him. <sighs> I bet he was, basically had half the he goal. Still, aye, he was still in the, there was definitely the About six inches? There was more, there was more for Cummins. Than, I thought <laughs> Cummins was worse. But I just don't know, to be fair, I don't know if it was the angle. Because with the Cummins one, it was a live game where hips were there, so there was multiple TV cameras. Whereas this one, it was just really... By like one, one angle, one I angle,
2: that. yeah. But the, see the fact that because that came after like maybe nine seconds, yeah. that came straight for kickoff. I think it was Tom Lang. It was when we caught in possession, uh, bumped off the ball. Uh, it's
1: funny. In the, two, the first two games we're going to talk about is really similar misses. Yeah, you see, yes, missed one yeah. for
2: for Falkert, similar to this. And, and you see a miss like that after after a handful of seconds you think, my goodness, it's, it's going to be one of these kind of games. And and two 0 to eighth with a couple of bad defensive errors. I, I didn't I think Morton without were, were out of it. And when I got to half time at two two, I I thought that the the scoring could have been anything, but again, both of Morton's goals came from
0: pretty inept defender oh, yeah. I suppose that you really have to talk about Jack Baird's goal because we criticised him for I suppose he was a bit unlucky in fact it was Effie Ambrose mistake missing mm-hmm. that header
1: Jack Baird was unlucky I still thought he could have reacted better, better.
0: I, I suppose but you can just see him he, he, he sort of stumbles though and the ball seems to hit off him. it's very unexpected and it just happens to break very kindly for Conley but he made up for it like three minutes later and, and well did, did he make up for well, it well, I mean, well, yes because at the, he was in the right place at the right <laughs> time for the ball to <laughs> land on his head and apologetically it's, it's literally, literally that's what happened I mean, that's the, what happened, the, but he was, he, was, the, he, he was still. You have to give him credit for that. Do you
2: give him credit for it? Because he's very close In right the right space. Exactly. exactly. He didn't even really put his head in the right space. I mean, I you have mean, to credit I mean, that was scoring a goal shot. Yeah, the, the ball gets swung in. Mm-hmm. Andy McNeil comes out, misses the ball completely. Jack Beard looks like he actually closes his eyes and doesn't actually know. Because actually, when the ball hits off him, he actually kind of does a double take to see exactly what's happened and just kind of smashes him in the face and goes in. Well, they could have ducked it the way. <laughs> Let, let's give him credit for not dying
0: out of the it. Fair enough. I, right, okay, you made up for it. Okay, okay. It was another terrible goal. I'm giving I'm giving Jack Beard credit for that because it'd be a very easy. I mean, you see a goalkeeper that's coming out with a fist like fist, a, a gloved fist, you know, you're, you're thinking that's that could end right up on your kisser and instead he just stands there and yeah, the ball like bounces off him, but you have to you've, got to, you've got to be there for it to be there in the first place. So I think he makes up for that error. They cancel, the goals cancelled each other out. And, uh, okay, fair enough,
2: I'll give you that one. And then, the the equaliser, you know saying Wraith, Wraith cannot defend uh, set pieces, corners, free kicks, whatever it is this season, they cannot do it. They've already had a couple of kind of close shaves mm-hmm. uh, before that. Just, just nobody moves. Uh, and, like, Robbie Muirhead, like, well, he doesn't even really need to do it. Again, doesn't really need to do it. And he kind of just hit hits off stomach, him. Yeah. Nobody reacts. It hits off him because he's, again, standing maybe a yard or two out, uh, and that makes it 2-2. Re- again, really like these, and, and there's a couple of games that, that have uh, celebrations mm. like this. Not as good as the next game we're going to talk about, but he does a good job of whitening opposition fans up and again hadn't there really been any like nobody even been giving Muirhead a hard time but he just kind of stands in front of the Rose fans and I think he kind of put his ears out or mm-hmm. whatever. I, I, I've got a lot of time I was really annoyed but I've got a lot of time for that <laughs> I do have a lot of time for that and he's he's a, a brilliant example of uh of where uh Dougie Emily has succeeded with this Morton team mm-hmm. Cause I still go through it and I don't still don't think it's a particularly good team like Muirhead I think is now in I've not double-checked before this, but I think he's in now in double figures for the season.
1: Yeah, his, his, I don't
2: think he's ever hit
0: double figures his before. His
1: turnaround at Capelo is quite something. Yep. If you remember, it must have been, was it the pandemic season? Where he was in the race, sorry, in the Morton team all year. He was terrible, was coming off the bench quite a lot, really wasn't contributing much. Fans didn't like him. Um, then you get to the playoffs, when he seemed to have like four good games. And then Morton gave him a new deal at the back of that and the fans were going mental mm-hmm. because they were like, well, he was rubbish for the entire season. And to go for that to then the player you see now who's kind of like a you're almost talismanic figure for them up front. Ah, he's had a brilliant season. Really good. Did Hearts pay money for him? Dundee United pay money for him? Somebody uh, paid money for him. I think Hartz might. Uh, Dundee Ray definitely paid money for him. Is he I guy who's uh, sort of into UFOs? Is that him? Uh, no, um, Jetfield doesn't melt steel beams. Ah, oh, perfectly normal. <laughs> What's all the f- what's all the- I
0: don't see what all the fuss is about <laughs> um, I mean to, to be fair like Rovers <clears throat> did have a couple of chances in
2: the Both teams did Do you know mean? Both teams uh, could have won I mean uh, Rafe uh, and Gwena missed a really good chance to make it 3-1 Just mm-hmm. before Morton equalised Gullen had a free kick That yep. uh, Shwaki got down well to save They they, so they sort of pushed, uh, pushed past the post That's right they, sorry they, they both had a chance in the second half Morton had the better chances in the second half I think both of them probably thought uh, Might have felt a wee bit unlucky to, to, to not win it <laughs> I thought over the piece Morton are probably slightly the better team. Uh Rafe might be uh, a wee bit luckier. I thought it probably summed up that, that both teams are, are lacking a wee bit in terms of what they I suppose in terms of Morton, what they want to do, as in finishing the top four. I'm I'm still not entirely sold that they will. And for Wraith, I hope that they're too good to 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 finish in the bottom two places. I'm still a wee bit concerned about that. They can get ke- stitched I up though, don't
1: they, between our Arbroath and Hamilton for yeah, nine, 10 10? Yeah, 10, 10, 10 points clear for race from the relegation places. Uh, just 10 a, points a, away for the playoffs, so uh, it does a, seem like you're already stuck at limbo uh, for the rest of the season.
2: Just a gentle reminder that we don't have any strikers. Our best defender got recalled by uh, Crew Alexandra last night. And Was that we, Conor O'Riordan? Yeah, he away? he's a way back. Ooh, and, uh, uh, we have one goalkeeper on the books who's 21 and played three games ever. I was going to ask. Well, you see, you see, you don't have any strikers. What about John Fredrickson What's the story there? Uh, the rumor is that he's. So he, uh, judging by his Instagram, he is in the Faroes uh, for Christmas. The rumor is, and it just a rumor. There, don't that, come back. That he is not coming back. Uh, I, I I don't know if that's the case or not. The, the fact that he, the fact that he hasn't gone on the bench recently sorry hasn't got off the bench for any league game recently in games that they've been chasing a goal is telling for me I thought the most telling one was the Scottish Cup tie against Auckland Lake. Mm. I mean it was it was shooting in that game I mean Oakenlech defended reasonably, reasonably well for a while Wraith two or three up 15 minutes to go bring him off. a guy get a goal, get there's a, a guy that's so. needing confidence bring him off the bench Ian Money never brought him on I mean I can only presume in training he has not he is not impressed. He just doesn't he trust him. Doesn't fancy him. I've, I've, I've felt he would probably be away in January for the last five or six weeks. So I, I would imagine that is true. But you
1: never know. Who knows? But The know. doesn't just go off as soon as. His first touch, we nearly <laughs> scored the <own> goal. <laughs> or he was just recommended to do it. Got a striker. Oh, aye. Could do with one of them. Six foot eight. Uh huh. Is he any good? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But there's always, that, there's always that hope. There's always that hope. You need to start you
0: No, know, you need to dream Fowler You need to dream How's uh, Conor McBride been for you? <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a bunch of difficult questions Barely for, uh, for seen him
2: Barely seen him, ah. barely seen him. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time he actually played Did maybe against Cove in the Challenge Cup uh, Came off uh, Did he either start or come off the bench In an away game at Queen's Park
0: you know something, almost every time he has, he has been involved, you've not really noticed that he's been yeah, involved. That's that's about right. We hear him on loan from Celtic at Stenhouse Muir, and I think his father's an agent, and I th- I'm not sure if the arrangement was. I said, this is sort of conspiracy theories. Robin Muirhead, I hope you're listening to this. But this is the sort of idea that that's the idea. we take his laddie on loan, get him <clears> game time, then perhaps get a couple of favours back in in terms of some of his, his, his client base. He he didn't strike me as as anything that would be an SPFL player. And the fact he went down to Blackburn Rovers, albeit to play for the under-23s, then Queen's Park, I was surprised that he went and signed for Queen's Park. Then even more surprised that he was still back playing like one level higher than last season with the Rovers. So when you say that he's been fairly anonymous, that doesn't necessarily
1: surprise
2: me. I suspect that this will be his last uh, full-time contract and
1: Robbie if you are listening if you play the analysis of this game backwards it actually tells you what <laughs> really happened on 9-11 <laughs> oh, Dylan Easton
0: I saw he, he st- uh, came off the bench has this been a new thing has he been starting on the bench recently Dylan
2: has uh, been starting on the bench he Dylan <laughs> Easton has uh, a habit of doing some of the best things that anybody in a way jersey does on a Saturday that sounds good yeah but he normally comes it with some of the worst things that a rover's player does that's bad <laughs> it's a real duality of man going he's on a, he's, he's a risk taker and I think mm. Ian Murray can, can get quite frustrated by him I, you know something I, 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 I still think that in terms of uh, creating chances he's and, and creativity in general he's, he's the best thing that we've got so I'd, I'd be starting him and
0: you'd have thought that Murray would have had a fairly good idea as to what mm. he was getting given that he was his best player last season at mm. Uh but no. I suppose you know son, I suppose if you take a risk in the middle of the park in a League 1
2: game against Peterhead then you maybe get, get away, away with it more than you do against I don't
0: know. Hamilton. Speaking of taking risks, I understand there's a consortium that are interested in buying Wraith Rovers from Hong Kong. Uh, I
2: That is a rumour. That's that exciting. Is, that, that has been, uh, it's quite exciting. I, I suspect that in five years we'll either be in the Premiership or the Easter Scotland League. I just can't <laughs> quite make up my mind which it will be. I, I, see, the, see the original story about uh, John Sim essentially looking for money. That a big bit of that was about investment rather than him selling up and i don't know if he necessarily wants i think he would quite like to still be involved mm-hmm. so i know the story is that they they're looking to buy the club i wouldn't be surprised if they're looking to give some kind of investment rather than buy them outright okay. but literally I, I i don't know i have
0: no further information on that is that you you can't say or you won't say no i, I don't know right okay. I, I don't know so always well, good to just pin these sort of guys down phil isn't it you can sort of I can see you have played Ellen Noir. You ever played that?
1: <laughs> Years ago. Yeah, yes. you
0: know about when you interrogate people and you can see they do a shifty thing with their face and you hit the doubt button. That's I'm sort of getting with Sean.
2: No, no, I just think that it was a a, a big thing that Johnson was saying that he was he wanted investment rather than selling up. I, I think if they get if they offer him three million, then I he'll he'll take that. I can't I, I can't imagine anybody offering three million for the Rovers. I, I think I think somebody will will invest whether it's a Hong Kong based investment company or somebody. Somebody will invest in race, but I, I, I think an actual outright sell, that might be a, a bit off. Would you want him
0: to sell? Sorry, Phil, I'm doing your job. I uh, suppose he's, he's checked out. He's, he's thinking about what he's up to tonight. Uh, what, what about? Uh, would you be happy for him to move on? I would. Need more,
2: I suppose we need more details. Yes, I'd be, I mean, being in mind what's happened over the last 12 months. I would be quite happy mm. if Sim moved on, but not just to some many kind of fly by night shyster. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who
0: I'm trying to think somebody who'd be worse than John Sim. Um, I won't compare. I was, i want something in my head, but I won't say that. That's that's libelous. But you've got to say fair play to Morton because that's <clears throat> 10 games unbeaten.
1: Yes. Yeah, you're just, you're, you're taking some- <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm really taking sorry. my job here. I'm sorry. So, 10 games undefeated. That's two draws in a row now. That's obviously a much more impressive draw than their last one, which was against our both, who are not in good form. And I know that Morton fans were. Kind of a bit philosophical after this one. A good point away for home. Get a point away from home to anywhere really in the championship is kind of looked upon as a, a no bad result. And their home form has been pretty strong. But do they, do they keep up this momentum going or is it just kind of a matter of time before they kind of... Revert a bit to the middle
0: The, the feeling that I get from Morton and I'm saying this but from by reading comments from Pine and Bovril and certainly when you look through the team lines from their last couple of games in terms of like substitutions for instance it seems to be the same players that are mm-hmm. starting every single week with the same players coming off the bench and there's only like one or two subs bear in mind you're allowed to make up to five subs mm. and Doogie Emery is only tending to make one or two subs to me that only suggests that he's only got like well, 12 or 13 players within the, the squad that they, they actually trust that he can actually hang his hat on. And I think unless they are able to to beef up the numbers, who knows if, if there's the capacity to do that next month, then I think they, they might just fall short. But you can look through that division and outside of Dundee, who are playing really well, Thistle, who are beginning to show a bit of form at the moment. Queen's Park. Queen's Park. I'd say that the, the fourth playoff spot's up for grabs. I, so they, are, and I, they
2: They've got that Scottish Cup tie against Celtic. So that'll bring in a, a decent amount of money that they... So they probably feel that they can invest in, in January. What might be key is who they can hold on to. So I don't know if Grimshaw is contracted after the end of January. There is a really weird rumour about Lewis, Lewis Stratton. Stratton.
0: Is it Bulgaria? Is, is it Dinamo Tbilisi? Oh, Belarus. That's sort of rumour
2: along might those be a, Might be a load of rubbish. But, but those, are, those are two pretty important players mm-hmm. for, uh, for Morton. If they hold on to them and can maybe invest some of that Celtic money... Then I they'll be very much thereabouts. I think in terms of that final playoff place.
1: What are we going to do in Scottish football without all those strap on jokes? I mean, come on, that's it. Well, when he, well,
2: we'll find out when he signs for Dinamo uh, to police. when he strap off
0: <laughs> to, to to Belarus. That's less funny because it's not. It's not strapping.
1: Okay, let's move into League well, One. Well, you shouldn't,
0: you shouldn't kink shame if people like getting pegged. Then that's
1: mm. why did you play a beat? <laughs> point a Why did you point a
0: Because Automatically, when I think of someone who likes having their body degraded, I always think automatically. You're the one that says it you like me. to be
1: spat on. Oh,
0: fucking hell! Listen, there's no secrets here, is there?
1: Oh, you said that. Right. Right. I've had the, the tables have been turned on me. It's, uh, sorry, it's because Sean's poured me a wine already. Uh, so. No,
0: listen, listen, we're a wee bit mischievous. It's the, it's the last podcast of uh, of 2022, so we might as well. You're taking your, your own medicine up? and it tastes sour. Right, if you want to be he mischievous... At me.
1: Okay, if you want to be <laughs> mischievous, Delphine, on something that we can all agree on. Let's move into League One. where Falkirk defeated Queen of the South 5-2. And I have watched them before. Oh, baby. um, But, yeah... Listening on the... I suppose it was especially... Because I've I've looked at the highlights before whenever we've done Falkirk on the the TV show, but I I tend not to to listen to them. I just kind of tend to watch them. So sitting on a bus on the way to Easter Road and having the, the Falkirk TV commentators directly in my ears... Was quite grating. Mm. <laughs> it really did annoy it, me. It frustrates me. I think that Falkirk TV
0: is one of the best highlights packages in, in it, the lower leagues. Really I is. think that the the Falkirk the Stadium is great for the camera angle because you you've got wide up. You can see all the players clearly. It's a good camera they're using. They they, they show replays. There's a bit of, there's a degree of production in it. I find the commentating grating beyond belief. And I think it's the stage where uh, when Falkirk lose. I think that's what's so gratifying about yeah. staying up late to watch them. It's like, why go out? Oh, do you want to come out on a Saturday I Mean The lads are going down the pub. No, 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 no. I need to be in at midnight because the Falkirk highlights are dropping after they just lost 6-0 to Queen's Park. That's the sort of stuff because you want to hear the despondency and despair in the commentator's voice. But I think that when they win, and it was particularly grating, particularly after Liam Henderson's goal, particularly after Callum Morrison put the gloss in the scoreline with a fifth late on, it's just really difficult to listen to. And I think that that's something that's like... I understand you're you're making it for Falkirk fans presumably they're the the primary audience so you have to be
1: show a degree of partisanship for it I just find it very, very great What I've found over the last two or three years or or however, well, club TV commentaries have been going on prior to that but it's only obviously since really the pandemic that we've got to know a lot of them, really and Mm. for what I find the commentary teams where people say oh, they're very good are the ones that tend to be a lot less partisan. Mm, I'm trying to think that the best
0: ones for me, and I'm not just saying this because he's a friend of mine, but Dumbarton, mm-hmm. uh, Fraser Clark, yep. and Chris McMillan are, are both excellent. It's just a shame that their package comes with Pixelot, and, and Pixelot's like 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 really, really poor. I'd say the same. I'm not just saying this because I was involved with it, but but
1: Stenhouse Muir's
0: live TV. <laughs> let, me, let me
1: include that. I find the hearts one good. I've heard that about hearts. The hearts one is very good because Laurie and Rob do a good job of not being like, they're not just so it's the indignation and the incredulity that comes with any little decision because even have it in this highlights package as a ball goes out, the for park, out for a yeah. throw-in for And they're like That didn't go out That didn't leave the park That literally didn't leave the park Aye, They seem to
0: be debating it For a good 60 seconds About whether a ball Went out like for a throw Guys throw-vers.
1: it's a throw-in The
0: game's going on And, and he subsequently and scored, and from, and immediately immediately scored afterwards. Yes. from Queen of the South's throw-in I mean it's a difficult thing I remember You're, you're absolutely right Phil, what you said Like during the pandemic That's when you became familiar With yeah. these commentators And I remember buying a stream For a game at Gayfield Between our Broth and Queen of the South And this is when Queen of the South Were on that really Exceptional run And that's when I was introducing to uh, Fermer Innes. and I don't want to. I just need to say his name. <laughs> you start and and that's that's what I mean in terms of that. Somebody who takes it like very very seriously. That that how dare the linesman not put his flag up for for the short? It was, was on side. I mean, I, I'm, I'm watching it for one angle. It's very difficult to see, but it looked like it was on side. It, it, it reminded me watching Celtic TV. You know, it did. It did. And it, that's that's surely that's not a,
2: that is not a comparison to any in-house media team want no including yeah even a lot of selling
1: fans accepting like TV rubbish
0: aye aye so so that's i find that like and it's a, it's and it's a shame because i do think that Falkirk put a really good package together and this was good you, you got a clear view of I've, I've said it before this is a really good highlights package i feel as though i got a good representation of the game i was out for lunch with a friend today who's a Falkirk supporter saying to him that i'm doing a podcast later today talking about that match and i said here's i was like here are my thoughts from what did you think And the broadly, uh, broadly mirrored one, he was actually at the game. So it's quite good to see that my analysis, what's an the highlights of Pine (laughs) Bovril, broadly fell in line with his, (laughs) with his own thoughts.
2: Um, I I was mentioning Pine Bovril, and I didn't hear this in the highlights, but it was people who had paid 14 quid or whatever it is for the game that there was a moment where they blamed Lyndon Dykes for the fact that they were still in League 1 no no, it's it's, it's because you've been fucking rancid for five years that's not Lyndon Dykes fault no no don't blame Lyndon Dykes blame the Falkirk supporters who
0: ran on the pitch that that caused so much injury time in the first place in that infamous game at Palmerston
1: blame Dave, Davis Keeler Dunn Aye, for getting true. himself sent off so that they had to defend then against with, with only 10 men and then he was out the next game so no, no 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 let's stick with those Falkett fans
2: <laughs>
1: okay fair <laughs> enough I wonder if any
2: I wonder if any guys who Falkett Daft Podcast were the ones that run in the park now that would be a now that would be a twist in the tail wouldn't it their fault that they're in League 1 after all this time <laughs>
1: But this was this was an interesting game. This was really not really talked about. Falkirk took the lead through Juan Alegria and then Kudos South scored twice before the end of the first half. And what was Grant Murray's first game in charge as the interim mm. head coach after Willie Gibson was given his marching orders for a combination of poor form after they came into League One and poor form in Tesco, poor form in and poor form in a popular supermarket. Uh, yeah that was fair play for Queen's but we might as
0: as well talk about that I think that is something that certainly from reading comments on Pine Ball from Queen and South supporters that some they've been critical of their board in the past that they haven't pulled the trigger at the right time when a manager you've had that yourself as supporters when you just Mm. know a manager's running out of road take him round the back of the woodshed and put a bullet through the back of his head. That's 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 what you have to do in these situations. And I don't they think they would have done it without this impending rule, that's it they didn't, they didn't do that with Alan Johnson. And that, I mean, Gibson came into the hot seat pretty late on. And, mm. and who, you, don't, you don't know if, if Gibson would have the wherewithal to, to save the season, but nevertheless, Queens were relegated. And I think this season, Queens, I, I think we all expected Falkirk and Dunfermline to challenge for the league title. Queen of the South to be the best of the rest, and that hasn't happened. They are trying to avoid finish, finishing. Finishing uh, is well, the 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 worst of the
1: the, the best. Uh, in that mini league. Yeah, above similar. Clyde and Peterhead, similar to race, but they've still got more of a chance if they can get their act together. That they feel a wee bit in limbo mm-hmm. because unless Clyde do, do really can really kind of motor up. No, Clyde remember Queen of the is, games since August. Yeah, but, so Clyde are thirteen
0: points behind. Ah, and, and, and 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 what I was going to say that that I actually made, made a note of this. Like Queens have improved. Over the second quarter After the first quarter Incrementally But listen is an improvement It's an improvement They had 10 points After the first 9 games Now they've got 23 points After 19 games So that is an improvement They have more than doubled Their, their points tally And around Well just a, a, a game extra So there has been improvements However You you taking this but Doubling incident, their points tally Would have just been Exactly the same
1: you, say, you sound like You sound like what I saw literally several times happened last night Was people doing impressions Both in person And online Of what Lee Johnson would say After him slowly lost by four goals to Celtic after losing by five
0: (laughs) listen I'm putting my I'm putting my completely (laughs) objective hat on here however that hasn't been good enough either way it hasn't been good enough there has been an improvement but it still hasn't been good enough and I think this incident that happened in the Tesco in Dumfries in August where and I'm quoting directly from the newspaper it is claimed that Gibson shouted gesticulated aggressively and uttered abusive remarks which were racially aggravated towards an employee and the trial will take place in March obviously I mean it's still alleged they're still like innocent until proven guilty and so on and so on. A very bad look for the club, mm-hmm. and I think that and would have been a worse look if he was still there, and the court case doesn't go Gibson's way. Mm. Aye, there's all that sort of stuff. And I say, say if Queen and South had been top of the table, say if Queen and South had been in Dunfermline's position or Queens had been in Edinburgh's or Falkirk's position, it might have been a bit more difficult for for him to move on. However. I gave them a lever I think it's fair to say and it'll be interesting to see who who comes in I saw on again going in pie and borrow some of the names that certainly one supporter throughout Tam Courts Jack Ross were some of the names I'm just looking at your face Phil it was like complete fantasy booking no you'll get Grant Murray and you'll be happy (laughs) happy with
2: Grant Murray but that's just that Queen of the South rarely they really think outside of the box so they normally promote from bring back Alan (laughs) Johnson within oh no
0: that's (laughs) exactly Alan (laughs) Alan, Alan Johnson (laughs) Alan Johnson's a a, a specialist at getting out of the 13 yeah, done, thir- done, done it just in the past give him a deal
2: till the end of the season win the playoffs and then get rid of him I said Gus McPherson but he was terrible at Queen's
1: wasn't he Gus McPherson got yeah. Queen's relegated yeah that would be been yeah, 2012 don't bring 2012. him back. Our former good manager Steve Paterson he's been at the game for years WWE style comeback like
0: the Edge he would be not wrestled for 9 years because of a neck injury and all of a sudden he's back <laughs> wrestling again <laughs>
1: What about Alan Mabry hit uh, Edinburgh? Oh, that's interesting. Would he want a? Because he's surely hit his head off the, off the glass oh, ceiling. I don't, I don't know. It depends. Edinburgh absolutely having a flyer of a season.
0: Well, it maybe depends yeah. if he wants. A that's what I mean. I don't, I don't think don't Edinburgh
1: are going to go much more up from here. And if, even if they do, they'll quickly go down again.
2: What does he do? I, I don't know what does he do out, out with football. Do you know? No, I, don't. You like a, I can sure Pete Ray character. that just has a, a good job, a, a right? decent job out with football. Or like Stavik in the what the Rolls Royce.
1: Hmm? I, I would, I would be, I would maybe think Al oh, Mabry still, either he's picked up a job having gone to Edinburgh because he was on the coaching staff. Don't ask me who now, but before going to Edinburgh where he was an assistant to Gary Naismith, I think, before he got the job full time, he was on coaching staffs at top flight teams. So he's, I think he's just been working full time in football. For- so he might just
0: be a coach for 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 yeah. a side and then manage Edinburgh. Yeah, part time. Right. Fair enough. That's just that's just a name that I thought there's that somebody that's that, that's doing well. But I think for like a, the real like literally the worst full time team in the country, I think your options are going to be fairly limited. And I imagine that that Grant Murray will be the the least sexy option. Right. I'm trying to think of any examples of an assistant manager coming in taking a job midway through the season and being a lot better than his boss. Uh, people the, often say that with a failing regime, they just automatically assume that the, if the assistant gets it, there's going to be a continuation I, of that regime. I, I always presume that if, a, if
2: an assistant manager could have made any changes during the, the previous manager's reign, then he, he might have been able to do Something it. But then just, I appreciate they, they, they don't have the, the, the kind of last
1: say. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there, are, there have been instances certainly of if it's been like a disciplinarian. And then the number two, somebody that's a bit more kind of jovial and letting the players off the leash. Then you sometimes get like seasons or at least half seasons where things really improve. And then usually it comes back down to earth because you kind of need that discipline. After a while, the players just start to take the piss. Walter Smith and Ali McCoyst. Yeah, well, there you go. Although, things that get immediately get better with, with oh, the Christy. No, no. I'm just, I'm just thinking a disciplinarian
0: and a banter boy. Yeah. That's, the, that's the two. That's the two, so two to be two fair,
1: Rangers started, the, with the exception of their travails in Europe, Rangers started that season very well was after... That where, was that the season where... Was it
0: against Kilmarnock where Celtic, that was like the yes. turning point, yeah. where Lennon, if he had lost that match, he'd have probably been away up the
1: road. Yeah. But they, they drew it or won it, and then that was a catalyst that... Com- I think Rangers were some like changed. seven points clear at that stage or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines. And... Yeah, but I can't actually think of one off the top of my head. But we should talk a little bit, probably, about this game. Yeah, yeah no, it was a good day, it was a, it a really entertaining game. Because, yeah, Falkirk took the lead, then Rory Peyton equalised were an excellent free kick, and then the, the second of our very good celebrations um, took place, where he just went running up to the Falkirk fans, which is something that the Falkirk fans took a lot of glee in pointed think there's any, afterwards. I, I don't
2: think there's any beefier, I just think Peyton... Like enjoys that in um, terms of taking something to the opposition once again. I, I quite like it. Had Peyton been in trial at Falkirk, I think there was a red somewhere I like, like that. You're not going to have like a, a, an umbridge against a club just supporters because they get up signed by I, I can't yeah. imagine
0: so but I mean, listen, if you want to banter people off, wait until the full time
1: whistle. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe young master patron should have considered doing that. Um, because, I mean, but then, of, of course, uh, yeah. Queens, Queen's go ahead. Ian Lover. also put this on my head. Then Callum Morrison equalizes right on half time. And the game was still fairly close up until the close of the stages. But then Falkirk scored three times in 10 minutes through Roman Burrell, who'd just come off the bench, Liam Henderson, and Callum Morrison once more. And this is Callum Morrison at his best, which we do see quite often <laughs> no you say it about mm. every five matches uh, uh, sure no, no. No, no, sure no no that's what I was going to say you see it quite often where he has this kind of match where I'm really good but the problem is it's not in the other games he just doesn't really produce that's, much at all in, that's why he's
2: playing in League One but he was, he was superb and that's why we also said it's not often <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, it, <laughs> but it is still it's often compared to <laughs> It's often compared to just about any other that plays on Falkirk. No, it's occasional. Okay, it's occasional. Let's be honest, the only
0: time in his entire career where Callum Morrison has been consistently good was on loan at Stirling Albion in mm. 2017. That's the only time he's been consistently good. Never since then, you know. He's 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 played for a number of teams and he's done well. And that's isn't it the bit? I think Callum Morrison's quality
1: isn't in he, doubt. But I, Callum Morrison's quality isn't doubt. I it's that it is, consistency. I think and that's why fair he's played at that level. I think it's fair to say he can often be a match winner. The problem is, is that they don't have many others in that team. So when he doesn't do anything, in the games where he doesn't really show up, which you can find a lot from, you know, wingers, especially wingers at lower level, then there's nobody really to step
2: up. I, I think there's certain players who uh, that that fans have. Have turned off to in that Focker team. So, like Aidan Nesbitt for example, well, he, was, he, he has, loses. Has I'm
0: sure he loses the ball for. He does. Uh, for Wilson's goal, like uh, like yeah, like Wilson, just like it's just like a, a lovely finish. But as uh, a great finish, a either, either, this was it.
2: Uh, like Gary Oliver, probably is not good enough for for that Focker team. Uh, and then, Kennedy. and either side of them, you've got Kai Kennedy and, and Callum Morrison. I would, I just think Callum Morrison is as a has got probably more potential than than Kai Kennedy. I think Kai Kennedy has now just
0: been dwindling down the leagues, I for think diminishing with terms on on loan spells. Kai Kennedy i was just about to say that Kai Kennedy, you're really when you think about Kai Kennedy, you think, oh, he was class when he was loan at Cali Thistle. But that was what, two years ago mm-hmm. when he wasn't loaned there. And then each subsequent loan spell yep. to, Wraith, to the, to the Rovers, Rovers, Finland, to Hamilton, that's. it's not really worked out for him. And then there's a reason why he has been loaned. Mm-hmm. Outside of the championship yep. and into League One. I think that perhaps remember when he was at Cali Thistle as well, there was the, the talk that teams in uh, Germany were, were keen in signing him. I can't imagine there'd be any team maybe the team that signed Andy Irvin that went bust <laughs> are probably the only team that, that from from Germany that would be interested in signing him. But those days are those days are are, are long gone. I, I do think you're
2: right in terms of Falkirk on the day, a bit like i like a lot of John McGlynn teams on the day they have potential match winners. And I like Morrison has won. Kennedy very sporadically would be one I like Juan Alegria appears to be like he's always been somebody who's like a kind of he's like a, a willing mm. a, he has willing endeavour about him but didn't they have any finishing ability when he was playing for Patrick the Championship actually his finishing has been okay mm. uh, this season good goal, goal here, uh, mm. scored a good goal at the weekend and uh, Roman Burrow that like, come on like they, they have a, a couple of decent strikers there I, I just think there's not enough about them either defensively or in the middle of park to to, to trouble Dunfermline who who just looked like a, a, a horrible team to play against are grinding results that win against Kelty at the weekend yeah. felt like a, a, a big three points
1: I'm not saying it's impossible they play together this weekend don't they? I'm yeah. not saying it's impossible you can, you for the league You can just imagine no, the this, this game weekend. this weekend You, you can imagine the game this right. weekend it's a must win for Falkirk they're going to come out they're going to dominate position they're going to create loads of chances lose one Yes. great football yes. Lose <laughs> one.
0: what will happen I think is James McPake it'll be interesting to see actually I think James McPake will look to reprise what he did in the game at Falkirk Stadium, where Dunfermline won one 0 that game was horrendous. I, I mean, you mm. watch the highlights for that match from Falkirk TV. It was six minutes of corner kicks. You know, it was it was it was, <laughs> I mean, was nothing. There was literally still, nothing to show in that game. But what happened was that that Dunfermline just sat very deep, and Falkirk. Or, or we we saw how how you've seen at points this season how good Falkirk are at passing the ball and progressing it from defence in the middle of the park and so on. But when it came to getting the ball into the final third, they like Falkirk just had no answers I mean Roman Burrow, who up until that point had been one of the best strikers in the division he had gone for about six weeks where he was playing really well scoring most games Kel Benedict has completely marked him out of the game and then the Falkirk score from, uh, sorry, Dunfermline score from a corner quite a poorly defended corner Dunfermline score from and then at that match Dunfermline's just like just, well, we're just going to there's, there's literally is no impetus for us to change what we're doing try and break us down and they couldn't do it and it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, what happens in that game one of the changing points in, in the match against Queens there was the introduction of Liam Henderson who came off the bench and started playing in the middle of the park he is nominally a central defender though he did play a lot in the, the middle of the park for our broth last season and he really changed the game because a very even game up until that point. He comes off the bench and it gives Falk- Falkirk a bit more z- zing, a, a bit more zzz, a bit more pizzazz in the middle of the z- park. In z- sh- yeah, wee yeah. wee. Oui, oui. And he scores like probably the definitive goal of the game. The defining goal of the game with that was really poorly defended header, right enough, but he scores the header that puts uh puts Falkirk ahead. So it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do. But I think we should, before we go on and talk about Dunfermline, we should perhaps talk about the game between Queens and Falkirk. Oh, have we not talked about that already?
1: I thought, well, (laughs) I think there's much more to
0: say. Well, I think that 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 you've that you've got to to say uh, from from Falkirk's perspective, I think that there was a, a number of good performances in that game. We've talked about Callum Morrison. I mean, he he scores a goal. He scores twice, particularly the 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 goal, the fifth goal, is really really well taken. Although even Hendry's rubbish. There's
2: no get way.
1: There's no way. To get shoot. away. What what uh, happened to him, by the way? Oh dear, dear, dear. That is that is one of those careers that starts off so brightly and then you just. It just seems to go down and down and down and down and down. There never seems to be any stopping. Yeah, it's, I mean, you see that there. I mean, for, for instance, take that first goal. For instance, sorry, Morrison's first goal. For instance, really
0: well worked from Allegria to to play the ball yep. between the centre back and, uh, and 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 Hendry. But the the way I thought, I mean, I like I was watching. I knew what the score was. I was just watching the highlights. When it goes out to Morrison, it seems at a, a restrictive angle you're thinking well he's going to need to hold the ball up and perhaps wait for Alegría to get into the box or maybe come back inside and, and try and do something different but the fact that he's able to get the shot away doesn't reflect well on Henry. certainly doesn't reflect well on Max Curry the goalkeeper who had a really really bad game particularly in the second half when he had to uh, bailed out by weirdly enough, Hendry bailed him after he spilled a shot and uh, perhaps a favourable refereeing decision that, that, that got him out could of have a penal, yeah. Could have been, Could have been a penalty. I think the Falkirk TV uh, crew were, were adamant it was a penalty. Uh, uh, dubious, I think uh, it's fair to say. But, um I, I uh, I've completely forgotten the point. That was <laughs> uh, who were we talking about? So we're talking talk- Allegria.
2: Uh, you're talking about Callum Morrison. And Callum he's, uh, Morrison.
0: Yes. yes finish. Ah, his finish was excellent. That that second goal w- w- was excellent as well. And and then you got Allegria as well. Uh, very well taken first goal where I think it take the the ball takes a bit of a luck. I think it's um, yeah David McKay, McKay former uh, a kind player. Of Wild swipe misses it but it just it's unfortunately for him it just completely kills the Morrison's cross and it just bounces up perfectly for Alegría. I think Curry comes out to try and get it and Alegría hooks it into the net but all the goals all all four goals were were uh, were really well taken but if you were Queens you, you. I'll be honest. You, I haven't seen all that much of Queens this season, but like defensively,
1: they look well, like an absolute shambles. That's the thing. Team. They a lot of goals, though. So, is is there a possibility uh, uh, with only with only six points off the playoffs? Is, is there still the, the chance that they bring in a manager or whoever they bring in, whether it's Murray or whoever else? If they bring in a manager who can sort out the defence, can they sneak into the playoffs and kind of give something to to fight for for the rest of this
2: campaign? I think they could. I, I think if they have, I think if they have a wee bit of budget to play with in January to bring in. <laughs> Somebody else at the back. The, the problem is they already have an abundance of centre-halves. They must have about four centre-halves in their books. Just none of them are any good. I, I don't think any of them are any good. They, they probably need a fifth who, who, who would do who with. And maybe a Who would also need to be their best <laughs> centre-half. And a sixth who would do with their second best centre-half of those six. Uh, I, in fairness, League One isn't very this season there's a lot of teams that have went there's a lot of teams that went backwards this season Airdrie have went backwards Montrose have went backwards and these are the teams that you generally regard as the the playoff contenders mm-hmm. in League 1 I know Edinburgh are much better than we uh, expected
0: them to be so there's still a glimmer of hope if but there needs to be I think there's one playoff spot up for grabs here it's fourth place I think Edinburgh finishing the playoffs I do I
1: still really keep well thinking holding. that they will but it's just see the bookies think the same as well by it's, me, it's you, just because every it's week bit, every week at the bookmakers you get fucking great odds at Edinburgh but it's just because it's if I would Ed- only be betting them all season I would have made a fortune but it's just because it's Edinburgh they actually have like a decent start in 11 if not a
2: great squad mm-hmm. I, I still think there is a chance here that maybe there's two places available uh, in the playoffs so it's not no it's not impossible for, for Queen's so they need to make a good managerial an appointment which would be unusual for Queen's and there needs to be a wee bit of movement in their no squad but certainly starting
1: to love right let's move on to our final game which takes place in league 2 this one came from Saturday I didn't manage to find the time to watch the highlights or read up on this at all so I'm going to tell you the basic facts and then I'm going to hand it over to the two guys who know what they're talking about so the Barton defeated East 5 2-0 at home Goal oh there's coming... Pele away up the road <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry sorry <laughs> breaking news
2: he goals was 82 for g- <laughs> who'll uh, who advertise Viagra now
1: Fowler <laughs> I knew that was coming <coughs> <coughs> the button beating nice his five by two girls to you, you're thinking about that new goals from uh, advertising Viagra I ah, know
0: or Pelly's death The Pelly mean a lot to you yeah. I just keep thinking as soon as Pelly is king of the soccer field <laughs> I just get
1: in the big bag of money and dumped them him you know the joke oh yeah that's <laughs> yeah, Yes um <laughs> Dumbarton beat East Fife 2 goals, so that's what Pelly would have wanted. Craigie uh, McCann and David Wilson with the goals. Dumbarton remain in first place. First place they are now 4 points clear, 7 undefeated. Uh, East Fife are in 6, They're only 1 point off the playoffs, but they are without a win in 6 mm. after winning 3 in a row. I
2: uh I I think East Fife are in a bit of a bother. I I, th- I think they See, when we done the the preview pod. Oh, uh, yes. yeah, the very long preview pod. Uh, when we reached letter E in League Two and we discussed it. <laughs> you were two and
1: week,
0: a half hours in. It I, I, I would have
1: been longer than that. I forgot it wasn't just alphabetical <laughs> order. you <It> went <laughs> alphabetical order and through the divisions. I, I, I
0: poor Strangar fans,
1: R <laughs> just clung
2: in there for three hours, 50 minutes. Let's see when it gets to next July, when we do it in reverse order? Start of the,
0: uh, right, no, okay, no, 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 no. We give the Arbro so, fans what they want, we give them at early doors. <laughs> Not top uh, of League One. I. Uh, oh. What do you like about that? Firmer. Uh,
2: no, sorry, no, sorry, that's unfair yeah. as well. It'll be second in League One. Alva will be first. Regardless. Uh, I, I thought East Wales <laughs> would struggle this season because they had. A, they had a lot of players who were. Uh, I suppose they're experienced players were maybe getting very much to the end of their career. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of youngsters who might have been very talented for all I knew. Uh, they might be okay, but I think they still. Wanted, the best player was was Jal Baldy, who appears to be going to broth. and I think that leaves his faith in a, a real spot of bother now. Because other than that, I'm not entirely sure who is going to. I mean, bear in mind they had Tom during this terrible run, and he's been a bright spot. Mm. I, I I I don't know how they get out of this. I, I didn't think Greg McDonald was necessarily a great managerial appointment when they, they brought him on board. I know he had success at... Getting jaked st- at his wedding. in Albion. Uh, I, I wasn't sure he was the right man for the job. He may have been a reasonable cheap man for the job. He, you probably need
0: to clear up what Fowler said about getting jaked at his wedding because famously yeah, so he was, he was mar- still
1: a man... He was Sterling Albion manager when they defeated Rangers but he wasn't at the game because he was getting married that day. And yeah. that was a day where... That was Rangers' first defeat under. Adventure, and it was also the day where Ian Black got booted about fifteen feet in there. Yeah, Gary Tom, it was like something out of uh, a Chuck Norris movie. He only got booked for it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it really was. It was like he caught him like studs right in his midriff. Yeah, midriff. Aye, aye, just just a booking for it. Aye, I did to, to talk about these Face Sean. I like, this
2: was as straightforward as it gets. And bear in mind, yeah. Well, when we've described them back in the season, we've described Stodgy, them as dodgy, hardworking, and yeah. workmanlike. Mm-hmm. They 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 don't always dominate games, but they absolutely dominated this one. I mean yeah. it was 2-0, it could have been it could have been even more. Uh East Fife
0: uh Aye, they uh, they need to, to do something in January. Aye, I, I agree with what you say. I kind of look through the team and there are there are a handful of players that are quite liking that team. I think Alan Fleming's still a decent goalkeeper. He made a really, really good mm-hmm. save in this game from um, from from Ryan Wallace and I think like Stuart Murdoch can still be a capable defender. Beyond that, however... Jack Healy looked pretty good. Jack Healy's a good player. I Middle think, that, I think that, that Jack Healy, if you were a, a bigger team, you might want to be taking a look at Jack Healy because I think that he could be snapped up fairly cheaply and could turn into a decent player because he has scored a number of like really good goals this season. He's quite an exciting presence on that sort of wide left inside uh, central midfield position. So like Ryan Schiavone and Scott Shepard up front, no, that's that's not going to get you goals. Scott Shepard uh, wears his hair like a sort of walnut whip, sort of thing. So, when it rains, it becomes all, all bedraggled. He's like Ernie McCracken in Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, um, but, but yeah, I, they do have a bit of problems. And I think that. It's it's a funny thing to t- to say. I don't. I only really start talking about Stenhousemuir, but when you look at that division, when we stacked Stephen Smith, some punters were just like, "Well, you're only three points off the playoffs. What you what you concerned about is like, "Well, no, 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 because you're on a terrible run of form." Is the fact that outside of Dumbarton, Still and Albion, maybe Elgin City who are putting I, I a wee sh- bit of run together, I, the, there's a lot of muck in there. And then I'm chucking that, sorry, Fourth Athletic seem to be getting the right together under Mister. I could Sean, 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 Sean
1: recently Sean. I know. Before you step in, I can actually contribute something slightly because I was actually thinking about this earlier because you said you've said throughout most of the season that you fancy Bonnie right to go down and you kind of look at League 2 and you just wonder if it's a case of almost like musical chairs but like sometimes you say that you're usually talking about like a title win or something where it's like whoever's going to be on top when the mm. music stops that's going to be who it is kind of feels like that in League 2 that who's going to finish bottom is going to be just who loses their last three games it could well be I, I
2: think there might be there might be five teams in the equation for that 10th that spot in League 2 and he's five I, I think i definitely one of them
0: yeah b- certainly based on this performance because it's not often that you see a team offer absolutely nothing they had chances in the game I'm sure there's Alex Ferguson hit a free kick Brett Long makes a really, really good, good save to, to palm away but they're 2-0 down by that point and and I think that Dumbarton basically on I spoke to Fraser Clark prior to, to this just asked him for a wee bit of advice after watching the highlights and I, I, and and he said it was the most routine win that they've had so far this season, a one that's completely free of drama and, and jeopardy. And you've got to say, like, fair play to Dumbarton. I know that when we did that podcast last week, you were a bit more dismissive about it, and the boy David Kemp had a question for us about who's going to win League 2 and why it'll be Dumbarton. I wholeheartedly think Dumbarton are going to win league, and I, I know that you're not as, as sold in them. I think still being Albion... I think still and Albion just, I think still and I will have a wee bit more about them.
2: However, what I would say is watching a number of the band games this season, have they been overly impressed by them? Like in terms of the the they they don't stumble to wins. But they're as we've said, they're workmanlike. They're stodgy. They grind out results. But this like wasn't like that. This was a very, very straightforward 2-0 win going on three and f- three or four. That kind of looked like a team <coughs> that could go on to win the league. Like this is the first time I've watched them I thought this is actually a pretty good League 2 team.
0: I think it certainly helps when you come up get the defending the calibre of East Fife because I think both goals were very presentable. I mean, the first one, it's a header from Gary Buchanan, but it's Aaron Linus's long throw. The ball's allowed him to like, play a bit of head tennis in the area. I think it's Sam Denham heads it straight into there and it lands on basically Buchanan who loops it Oh, the way over the goalkeeper! I mean it seems it's a weird goal it's a weird goal but when I was watching it back like the housewife I say oh is that the goal is, oh, All right, that's oh right no, he scored there I thought, the, I thought the second one was the next goal the or... second one's very well taken but the fact is that that Div Wilson it's a really actually a really good ball over from Ryan Wallace mm-hmm. because it's, it just falls perfectly into Wilson's path and he hits the thing for the First finish time. is, finish is finish. excellent Great however finish. The fact that he is allowed to run untracked from the middle of the park, right between the two central defenders and finish, you can ask him, why is no one checking that run there? Why are the defenders being caught so flat-footed there? Why is no one coming over to to cover him? And these are, I suppose, these are questions that, that from you would ask from like young defenders that are still learning their trade, where, where these things can happen. I suppose in the middle of the park, Kieran Miller, a player I always speak very highly of in these podcasts, you're kind of looking for him maybe to have, to have done something to, to uh, track the run. But aye, they just look a bit of a, a mimsy side. But there are a lot of mimsy sides in uh, and in League Two at the that, moment. And I think that's what I was looking at. So I think you had three teenagers starting that
2: East Five game, and maybe a twenty-year-old and maybe a twenty-one-year-old. And that's that's hardly in the world. But it just feels like the experienced players maybe are only quite step up to to kind of keep them on
0: side. I, I suppose. I suppose you're kind of looking at the the marquee signing. I suppose would have been Alan Trouton, who they, they they brought in from from Allo Athletic and when when he came in there's lots of brilliant signing for that level but he's 37. He's 37. He barely played for Alloa last season. I think that even when he left Alloa, it was a bit of a wretch for, for Brian Rice to let him go because I think that everyone knows what a capable player he is at. He is reaching the, the mm-hmm. end of his, his career style. He's been a phenomenal player and someone who I've, I've enjoyed watching over the last like, 15, 16 years. Probably even longer than that, mm-hmm. actually, uh, since his time uh, coming through and Billy starts Queen's Park team. But that's just, that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Um, but aye, there's, there's a lot of muck down there a lot of muck down there. But I, I think for,
2: from an East Fife perspective, quite got a low crowd. Uh, like, their attendances uh, are dwindling. Like, it's so expensive to get in. And in terms of the teams... This is
0: Dumbarton. Oh, sorry. In general. I saw you just talking so, in general.
2: So at the bottom end of the table, like, Bonaireg had a good win against Genra. Forfar have appointed Ray McKinnon, which feels like uh, a, Sexy a, a sign. decent appointment. Oh. Annen might be picking up they might be relying on Albion Rovers being the usual kind of Albion Rovers that they normally are. And I'm not sure they are this season. Mm-hmm. So that, I think bottom of the table uh, will be every bit as interesting as the as top end.
0: Uh, but I do think East five are, are going to struggle. You've got to say happy birthday to them, Barton. I mean, that's the reason I, I asked to talk about this game because it's their 150th birthday. Did I, did oh, I happy birthday. Did I read
2: somewhere that the, the, the person who piped them on also piped them on on their 100th anniversary? Did I read that somewhere? He didn't look very, I mean, I was, was,
0: was a, from a bit of a distance, but he didn't look particularly aged. See, see, that's why I was, that's why I was slightly confused. I was wondering if you maybe read it as well. No, 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 I didn't. I just saw uh, a man with bagpipes. That was, <laughs> I, I maybe, uh, I, maybe I just dreamt it. I couldn't determine uh, how old he was, but I think that you've got to say that's, that's fair play to Dumbarton. A couple of key players missing from that, like uh, Ryan Blair, for instance, who said a really good season, he wasn't available but if you've got to say, I thought that, and this is a player that Fraser Clark said to pick out, and I'm glad that he did because I've having watched the highlights, I thought any time this guy touched the ball, it looked absolutely phenomenal. Calvin Orson? Bloody hell, man. It's like everything he did. I mean, it's, I know it's only highlights you're going on, so it's very difficult to try and use that as a barometer for someone's performance. But certainly any time Dumbarton did something good, he did something good as well A number of times where it was just similar things Like beating a man Popping the ball off into space Nothing outrageously fancy You know he's not a I think he was played as a central striker last season Despite the fact that it's not necessarily his position He's not very prolific Not scored in 50 games or something <laughs> Just basically just what I mean. Statistics to back up the point That I was making there But out wide He just looks really really good And it really seems to complement the the rest of the players In that, that Dumbarton team And I think that I think they'll, they'll do really well. I think Tim Barton are going to win the league and I think that the, the furthest goes on, as Fowler said at the start of this section, that's that's six games, un- seven games unbeaten even. And that 6-0 pumping by Stirling Albion, which could have been a defining moment in the season, that seems miles ago. That seems like a, a little blip because I think they'd lost they'd gone through like, like lost draw lost draw I think it was four mm-hmm. games without a win and you're thinking oh well that's that's Steve Farrell said his time his chips are out his, his dinner's out he's had his chips I don't know what the expression
1: is and you're, you're lucky <laughs> his, he's, his chips are out his chips are, his, his chi- is that an expression yeah uh, pissing no. his chips uh, and dinner's out right is that we're getting them amalgamated Personally, shows chips and, uh, he's really disappointed yes uh, but I don't think there's anything to do with chips being out I think it's just your dinner's out is can a listener uh, is it way
2: up the road uh, <laughs> I
0: like and Pele hi am in Pele and no Pele
1: was, was a good player can we actually dedicate the final part of the show to talking about Pele to be fair when I first started watching football my uncle um, he loved the Brazil 1970 team I remember I used to always whenever I used to went to his house oh wait I no would, no Pele no 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 he is dead sorry I would watch the, the old kind of VHS of the there was like a, you know highlights you know it's like the videos. I'm aware of highlights yes. yeah they put together like five or so minutes on each game of the 1970 World Cup and kind of Pelé was terrible in
0: the 1970 World Cup really bad a lot really of around Pelé was he? oh it was rubbish I was 1958 World Cup was uh, was his crowning achievement I thought 1970 was good nah you know not thinking he 66 nah you
2: are you're. no he was
1: good he was good in 70
2: You played about seven games you've watched a five minute highlights reel
1: probably put together by Pelé Senior <laughs> Was he was a massive was... self-promotionist, wasn't he? Apparently it was good. It was uh, 62 where he struggled. 62 where he struggled. That was Grincha's World Cup. And he obviously, 66 was when he got kicked off the park, but he was really good in 58 and 70. Mm. People will mistake up. Just because
0: he made that pass for Carlos Alberto in the 1970 World Cup, that things amazing. It was 1958 was his World Cup when he beat Sweden 5-2. Yeah, time. that was probably his best, but I was still think he was good in 70, was it not? If anyone knows, also, if you, if you know the know identity of the... I don't think scored in every game he didn't finish top goal scorer. This is, a, putting this question out here for the listeners. If you know, one, who the identity of the Dumbarton Piper was and two... <laughs> and how old he is. And how old he is. And two, uh, how good Pelly was at the World Cups, then please... <laughs> two, two vital questions please to be asked do, in a in Royal League,
1: League no. pod. Yes, and that'll do us. But I'm <clears> now getting there concerned about time. Oh, because you've got some place to be, haven't you? Yes. Who do you mean? Steve?
0: Yes. So, you know what, I mean, I know you're, you're not prepared to tell us who
1: you're seeing tonight, So that, that's, that's your business. Tell us what you're doing tonight, then. Uh, I'm going for drinks. Right, whereabouts? Uh, just up the Northbridge in Edinburgh. Right, this there's that's no there's nice. a Mad Hatter, is it? That's, that's where I'm off to. No. In Edinburgh? Oh, brilliant. Can I get
0: a lift? No, I'm seeing the, I'm I'm going out at half past eight, so you'll need to, you'll need to, you'll need to, you'll need to wait. <laughs> sorry I thought I thought this podcast would take a lot longer I didn't realise got a, ta- a taxi I didn't realise that he was uh, he I was, was thinking I'd just be able
1: to get public transport but I'm meeting at 8 and it's already 20 past 7 you didn't realise he was winching Steve no I didn't <laughs> uh, I didn't that didn't really
0: realise fella so um, I thought we'd be able to get a patron out of this as well that's why I, I, I used to meet at uh, half past 8 <laughs> ok <laughs> what, what Patreon we don't have anything planned well, just, we could just chat we just we could just you know, our favourite Pelly moments <laughs> 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 You seem to realise that you were uh, you were putting off time guys, by guys. buying
2: candles. I mean, do you have more candles to buy? Maybe I, you put off
0: more No, no I, th- this is how my afternoon because I had a lot of time to kill because uh, I just worried. I, just, I arranged myself. So what I did was I went to Tesco, went and bought some candles, went and bought some uh, windscreen w- wiper fluid. Uh-huh. So put that in the car, okay. uh, got some candles. So I won't, I won't get the benefit of them until I'm, till I'm back in the house. Uh, Maybe bring your date back. Well, obviously not. No, no. Listen, listen. Don't talk. Listen. Funny when you body him. Don't body.
1: I <laughs> see. Don't body. Don't body. You, you always
0: give it over. You can't but take it just, back. Just. Um, I want to thank my guests for joining me at this time. Take <laughs> four. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you I'm <laughs> Sean McGuigan Thank you Remember and subscribe To our Patreon Your support is Greatly appreciated uh, And uh, take care And enjoy your football <laughs> and, and enjoy your new year Oh and enjoy your new year And remember Visit Green King And remember wash your testicles Is, that, is there any more messages Shave them Shave them Shave them Right Shave them Shave them Anyone else
1: I can't remember JS Decorators